1: This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on 9 to Noon to help you navigate family life. Why do some children lack motivation and drive? And how can parents guide them to regain direction? It's great to welcome back education consultant and parenting coach, Joseph Dreesen. Joseph, hello! Hello!
0: Hello, Catherine, how are you? Really
1: good, Good thanks. to be in the program. Yeah, great to talk. Why do some children seem to lack motivation and drive compared to others?
0: Uh, Well, I think... Um, We're talking in the context of uh, self-management that this particular uh, theme of the talks we've been having and some children, you know, we are motivated because we can reach our goals which give us happiness and pleasure and and, and positive feedback and most children learn to do that with most parents but there is a small number of children who are defeated by their lack of uh, self-management skills Um, you could have other issues like learning difficulties etc but I'm just focusing on this that there is not unusual that some children some teenagers are just down they're just depressed because they can't make themselves follow through they can't make themselves tidy up their work they can't make themselves remember what to do they go to school is organized and that could be from any range Or some small children are just caught into a sort of an ADHD pattern of completely kind of being um, hyperactive and not calming down and not doing anything. And eventually both the parent and the child give up because they lack the skills or the system isn't working. And the child just eventually then subconsciously or even consciously realizes, I'm just not making it. And then their energy goes down and they just stop trying and they just go around and around, become addicted, say, to their phone when they're older. Or as a young kid, just race around without any meaning and they just don't feel good. And so it's usually, like if I talk from the experience of a school administrator and school teacher, usually it's when adults actually sit down and say, okay, it's not working. We've got to do something. That actually the child regains some hope because they feel, well, somebody's helping me.
1: Is it often? That's what I'm talking. About. Is it a conf- At the heart of it is a, a lack of confidence or belief in your ability to, to complete things. I th- yes, but that that comes
0: from the, from the from the from the repeated number of failures when you've tried to do it and you can't because you lack the skills or you've got. Remember, we're talking about here in the context of ADD, attention deficit disorder, which means that that your um, neurological system uh, is far more focused on the immediate, uh, on the pleasurable or, or the exciting or the challenging rather than the prioritized importance and so you get sidetracked, uh, you don't reach your lists. you forget your diary uh, you don't pack your bags because something else takes the place and you just get caught in the moment and you think well that's fine, that's what my brain told me to do but now I've forgotten this and and so the repeated failures of that that can cause a child to become deeply demotivated. This is especially uh, when they reach adolescence or when they stop being young children. I and mean, usually, you know, most parents and teachers can manage them quite well. But then we start to expect from them to do their own thing, and they don't. So, you know, a significant number of teenagers don't do that well at school uh, because, or they don't do well at their sport because they just lack that coherent planning and execution of what is important rather than what's immediate. What? And that sustained failure makes them feel down.
1: What do these children need? Not just the skills that they need, but what do they need from a parent to help them build that sort of sense of competence and and get some yeah.
0: success. Yeah, the first thing, like for these children, like the children who are going well, the parents would know it, but for these children, the parents have been defeated as well uh, sometimes and they just give up, um, But or they themselves may be genetically pre- pre-designed to be a bit like that as well. So they think, well, we're all like that. The whole household is a bit chaotic. Um, But what the children really most respond to, what I've found and what the research find is that actually the adult takes it seriously and sits down with them and initiates uh, a series of uh, conversations initially, but then actions. So a conversation might be, well, this is not working. Uh, You're you're doing a year 11 NCA. You haven't started anything. Uh, It's a shambles. And we've tried. Let's sit down and work out and then let's have some expectations of change and let's do that together. And it's the, the, t- the determination of the adult plus their ability to actually analyse what's going on and guide a child, but their insistence that there will be accountability. You must do this. That sort of wakes the child up and think, well, maybe maybe you can help me to, to manage myself. It's a bit like going to, a, uh, to work where there are, Deadlines, and you must keep them, and you must come in time, and you must clock in. And that sort of straightens up adults as well.
1: Some appear diffident, and can this be misinterpreted as masking the lack of, you know, that, that lack of competence or, or lack of belief in themselves?
0: Oh, absolutely! You could. There's lots of lots of things which can cause a child to lose total confidence in themselves. And for example, uh, you can have learning difficulties which are undiagnosed, like dyslexia. This is very serious. I was I was talking to a young a young boy recently, and he and he had a new pair of glasses for his dyslexia, and he was just so much happier because his reading improved. And he told me, "Well, without my glasses, the the words they just float around." and 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 I don't know which order they come in because they change order and And with my glasses suddenly the, the words are in order and I realize what the meaning of the thing is So if you've got something like that Well, eventually if nobody diagnoses this and does something about it you, you can't you can't work it But it could also be like that your your bedroom is total chaos and your parent thinks tidy your room up But as a seven-year-old you can't do that by yourself. The organization is completely beyond you or you or you're even in year 12 and you've got a job and this and that and you're racing around and and it's just it's too much somebody should sit down with you and says it's too much you can't do all this you've got to cut back and, and focus on your priorities rather than what you want so there's lots of reasons are also more deeper reasons like for example if the child is grieving for a divorce or the relationship between the parent and the child has to become toxic and, and or they feel unsupported, those are all reasons where a child can become really di- distressed, depressed and give up. But all these children need is an adult who sits down and says, well, I do love you and we do want to make some changes to help you, so let's go through it, let's listen to what the issue is or the adult gets some advice and then starts coaching the child.
1: Let's work through some of the strategies you recommend once that process gets underway
0: yeah well i would say that that again focusing like <coughs> if a child is is say like a, a, a really great case if a child say is in a bad relationship with the parent and and then what is needed is the parent actually changes their behavior and and becomes more caring and nurturing so but we've talked a lot about that we're focusing here on the children who are totally disorganized and so i think the the, the thing the parents need to do is that it's not so much what you do, you are just not got to do it a lot better and a lot more in some ways extreme. So, for example, some children cope incredibly well when they go to boarding school or when they're in a, with a strict sports coach or when they grow up and they go in the army. And why is that? Because the system says this is a routine, this is what you must do, and we're not giving you any choices and God help you if you don't do it. And, and suddenly these children, then these young adults, or they, they cope, they, they, they do well. And so, so what I propose some parents is that they should have much better routines, which are followed quite strictly, and, and there are no changes. So we we'll always go to bed, we'll always uh, uh, unpack our bags when we come home. We always tidy up our toys once we finish with them, and the parent becomes quite focused on that, that's, that's one. The second thing is you've got to realize that some children can't they're just so scattered it's not their fault they are so scattered they can't concentrate on what's most important now and so very short lists with good colors in big letters on the fridge changing them in the morning in the afternoon the evening because some children just can't cope with 10 things they just need three or little reminder cards or uh, kneeling down at the child's level and looking them in the eye and say, "Remember, what is the most important thing you're supposed to be doing now?" And and so gradually changing that. So and and the third thing I just want to talk a little bit about is that children's environment. If they can't cope with them, um, they find it hard to 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 actually organise themselves. So, for example, in the Montessori system, it's very clear that's a well organised. Uh, a play system and learning system, or like in Montessori, I went to a primary school where the children wrote down their times of what they were doing and, uh, and, and, and how long they spent so to, they, they became self-aware. So, so those, those, those first four things I, I would suggest, so that you have routines, which are quite rigid for some children, that you've got much more simple and explicit communication systems like lists, cards, labels... That you have a much more simplified system for the child, so they can know where to put it. Have little boxes which are labelled. Um, that you remove a whole lot of surplus doors and junk, and that you so you sort of really take action to say, "Hey, we're going to take take it in hand, and we're going to manage you, and you're going to learn to manage yourself."
1: This and, isn't. Uh, and mm, this isn't yeah. a one-off. That this is that you need no, to keep no, revisiting no. this and having um, catch-ups and sessions.
0: Absolutely, what is needed is the child, often what happens when a, a, a parent initiates this, they often regain hope and they think, oh, this is great, you know, but then their their fundamental lack of organisation and, and their lack of maturity um, makes them backslide, but a great parent just says, we're going to meet twice a week or at the end of the day come and see me or you've done well but this is not good enough and so they revisit and revisit and so the, the parent is on their case. Uh, I once had a, a wonderful uh, talk with uh, as, uh, three senior boys in Scotland of why they like their school and they said it's the teachers and I said "What? what's good about them they say they're on our case and the, these were boys they were in year 12 and they're on our case what they meant was that they give us an organizational skill set and accountability, but they don't give up. They just make us accountable. And so I said, okay, uh, what can I tell the teachers how, what, they, what could do they do to improve? And the boys looked at me and they said, to be even more on our case. And so some parents misunderstand how much uh, guidance and structure and accountability and encouragement, yet, you know, be, be accountable uh, children need so they often, will tell you say, the opposite.
1: The yeah they'll often tell you the opposite of what they want it's the same as when you are um you know setting guidelines and boundaries for them and they push back and you know call you this that and the next thing oh, they, oh, they they push back oh, but absolutely. they actually want it what about they goal...
0: actually want it mm. yep.
1: what about goal yeah, setting do. what about goal yeah, setting sorry. with this group joseph sorry we've got a wee bit of yeah, delay. Uh, we're, we're a delay goal setting is really go ahead
0: yeah, we seem to have a bit of a lag in the line. And it's because I'm speaking from the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. A bit further away from Wellington than usual. Um, goal setting is really important. And that's really interesting when you actually start uh, uh, analysing how people set goals. Goals really need to be um, uh, based on their dreams, on, on, on what they really want to achieve. And most children want want to be happy and want to be good and want to reach their goals. So, so you can't ram goals down people's throats, um, you've got to ask them, so, you know, what shall we try and achieve? And, and, and again, if I go to school examples, I used to ask, ask students, um, you know, what are your main goals? And nearly all students said that they wanted to achieve at school. And, uh, and, and they might hide it and, and be macho and, and play to fool, but actually they do. So, so goal setting is very important, and, and, but each goal should have a reasonable, uh, a reasonable stage for what they can do. And, and they should tick them off and feel that we're getting there.
1: If this is about building a sense of confidence and competence in their ability to do this, does, do you need to help them also see the success and see the changes, whether they're big or small?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, often, a child like it's very easy as a parent when you when you're overstressed and and you're disappointed and you're working and, and some people are quite critical, is to actually focus on when the child fails its behaviour. Um, but but the research shows that actually all of us are designed to follow positive reinforcement, and so you might say the child had actually quite a bad day. Um, but you could start saying, well, some parts of the day went really, really well. They were, I'm really happy about that. And so you keep on focusing on what goes well and how they could improve. And you keep on saying, well, you're just growing up and you're just getting a little bit better. And so the child uh, changes its self-image from kind of, I'm a total failure. Because once a child has that self-image, I'm a failure, they will be surprised and will not accept your compliments because I know I'm a failure. But once, you, once a child says, well, maybe I'm getting better at whatever it is, uh, then you can say, well, let's, let's try and be a bit better next time. And so it pays you to, to be positive and say, well, let's, let's, let's go a bit further. Most children love that. They absolutely, and the whole primary school system is based on that, on, on fast, on sort of feedback, feed forward. What's next in your learning journey? So uh, be positive. Um, and be be quite non. You don't have to be emotional and, and effusive. You say, "This is God. This is God. Let's try and do this better." And you say, "Well, maybe it wasn't very good today, but yesterday was was not not as good as today. So you're getting better."
1: And that's a reason to pick some small battles, and so they can get used to that feeling of having a goal, achieving it. Having a goal, achieving it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and for some parents and children, what is important is that the child actually loses their willfulness, uh, because some children, well, all of us, you know, we, we, we can start rationalizing our bad behavior, and say, so, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And some children actually are quite stubborn, that once they're into this dysfunctional behavior, uh, they are not going to do it, you know, and so, and some so um, the worst way it case is the, the parent getting really angry and has a massive rows and they're not doing anything and the whole thing backslides. But so it's better to actually start small. So I could give you an example, say, of a child who, um, uh, who doesn't want to do their homework and, and the parent is really concerned because NCA level one is coming up and the exams are coming up. And, and so let's start small. Let's start really, really small. Let's start at 4 o'clock or 4.30 without any exception. You're going to unpack your bag, and that's for 10 minutes. That's all. And then and then there will be a battle of wills. They will forget, in video commas. They'll be on their phone, in video commas. They'll be suddenly ringing their friends, in video commas. You know what I mean? And you say, no, 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 no. We've agreed. I'm, I'm waiting here. It will happen. <laughs> and you've got to win that. If you can't win that, well, what can you win? So, okay, they reluctantly sit down at the table and do it, you know, and unpack their bag. And, and they say, well, that's really good. You know, you tidy it up. And then you say, okay, now the next thing is that we're going to do. And so you carry on. You win one small battle, you make that a habit, and then you make the next a, a, a small habit, and you win that. And sometimes the initial winning that the parent actually prevails and the child gives in, actually is what the child wanted. They wanted an the adult to take charge, couple set of, limits, obtain them.
1: Couple of questions yeah, for carry you. Fifteen year old grandson yes. hates the world, hates school, has good friends and is a wonderful boy socially, but has no passion about anything. Help should have said he's very bright, but doesn't want to apply himself.
0: Yeah, well, that's very interesting. Um, that's a really interesting case hate themselves hate school well that's a, bit, a sign of a child who's actually deeply unhappy doesn't want to apply themselves the first thing is i would say go to go to the teacher and then the principal and say why is this child not working and and what's happening and then the second thing is if if all the boxes are tech they're able competent they might be in a deep-seated habit of not doing any work uh, and then coming to school feeling bad and, um, and actually then rationalising it and saying, well, this is what I'm doing, and then hating themselves on a very simple system. And what they need is a parent or a grandparent says, we're just not going to have it. I'm just going to insist that we're going to make a fresh start and you're going to do some work. I'm going to check it. I'm going to ring your teacher It said, I would try that. Some, some children, just all they need is an adult who wins that battle and say, I want you to start work. On the other hand, some children, like, Hate themselves, hate this. Sometimes you just want to think, well, what's going on? And um, and I would I would advise uh, uh, just engage a clinical psychologist, and uh, and get an assessed uh, like if they got um, you know what is the issue there? And uh, because it's not a normal thing to do, but I have met a significant number of children who are highly negative because actually the parent haven't won the battles, and the child is. Uh, at the mercy of their own misbehaviour and then the whole consequences of that misbehaviour make them feel depressed and then they rationalise it.
1: One more. Uh, I have a smart, fun, funny achieving 16-year-old in year 12 going back to school next year with no idea about what to do beyond college. His only real passion skateboarding, but aside, jokes about being a pro skater, no idea. We've not been unduly concerned at this point about his lack of any plan or focus on life beyond school. Should we be? Should he be? we yes. still plenty of yes. time to figure that out.
0: No. No, I disagree entirely. Um, the research shows that uh, children who are focused are often very focused on very early on, on a goal. Uh, it might be a very simple, a kind of simplistic goal for a young child. They want to become a police person. and then, But they have a series of dreams which they gradually develop. And, um, and, and the sad part is, often these are boys, is that boys lack um, seeing men at work. They're surrounded by women at work, which they either think, "Well, I don't want to become a child teacher, so that's not for me." But they don't see accountants at work, they don't see mechanics at work, so their their masculine self image is is lacking in in direction, and so the research shows that you want to expose them to. Adults doing things which inspire them. So I would advise the parents to start talking with the son, and then say, "Well, what are some of the options? Which, you, apart from skateboarding, would you be interested in? If you had a choice, would you be interested in becoming a police person?" Or and then I would actually organise placements to Polytech and visits to university and and organising uncles who do this particular job that is exposed that boy that person to real humans who do it and like say in germany it uh, is standard that all children at school have work placements and so they might have three or four work placements during the year and so they 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 get they that, that knowledge and experience
1: thank you Sorry. joseph thank you very very much joseph huh? dreesen normally being a little extra can be a bit much